0: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I am your host Allie. As always, I hope you guys are doing great. Also, I want to specifically say welcome to our new listeners. We are just so happy that you all are here and joining us on this new journey of living a humane life. For those of you who may be new, Humane Nation began really out of a desire to educate and talk about the numerous issues that animals face. Um, Not only that, though, but also we're firm believers in uplifting others. So sometimes we'll have individuals from sanctuaries and rescues and hopefully one day shelters um, join us on the show to learn more about the awesome work that they're doing, too. But as a whole, Humane Nation aims to educate, uplift, champion, and spark change. Today's episode is kind of more specific to people who may still be wondering how they fit into this community. Uh, you know, the animal rights, animal welfare community. And the reason why I'm just combining the two is because, you know, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I kind of tend to use animal welfare as just a really broad term because in my mind, it's something very different than what it actually means. So, To help kind of fight that confusion or uh, misunderstanding, I'm just going to, you know, include both terms so that there's no exclusion from one side. So the animal rights, animal welfare community, you have something you need to offer animals and your own skill set. So anyways, before I get too wrapped up in talking about that, let's first talk about some animal news. In Florida, police arrested a Massachusetts man in a stolen U-Haul truck. According to the WMUR 9 News, police found 37 cats, two dogs, and an elderly woman in the stolen U-Haul. Steve Martell claimed to be running an unlicensed animal shelter from the stolen truck. And he also claimed to be the caretaker of the elderly woman. Police said that animals were in extremely poor conditions. Some animals even had urine sores on their paws. And the elderly woman also had large open sores on her legs. Martel is now facing over three dozen charges, and I'm sure some of those are probably in relation to animal cruelty. Meanwhile, today, Tuesday, September 20, in Fargo, North Dakota, according to the Valley News Live, Three Dog Bakery, a local pet bakery, is hosting a puppy shower for Homeward Animal Shelter, which recently welcomed two litters of puppies. The celebration meet-and-greet puppy shower is from 4 to 6 p.m. today. You know, I actually kind of think this is a neat idea. Personally, I've never heard of a puppy shower before, but maybe those are the kinds of themed meet-and-greet events that are just unique enough to capture the public's interest. I'm really curious to know what our um, rescue and shelter friends think of that, but while I was trying to find some news to share with you guys today, it seemed like almost every other article was about a shelter being maxed out of capacity. There's really a common theme that's afflicting most U.S. shelters right now. High intakes partnered with low adoption rates. We've talked about this on the show before, but you know, people are back to in-person work and school and housing is limited for families with pets. Not to mention the financial climate right now, which is pretty much affecting everybody, is it's really hurting people. There are many different reasons why less people are adopting. But that's kind of why I think it's interesting to see how individuals and organizations are thinking creatively about ways to increase community involvement. You know, for example, this puppy shower. All you guys, that wraps up our news portion this week. Let's jump into today's topic. So you guys actually inspired me to talk about this. You know, our community, the animal welfare, animal rights community. I was beginning to feel honestly, a little bit isolated. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what we do here at Humane Nation, but it's obviously different than the rescue world or the sanctuary world. You know, what we do isn't as clear cut. And I was thinking like, hmm, who who can I talk to about some of the struggles, you know, we're facing at Humane Nation? And um, by the way, this is by no means trying to be a, a sad what was me story, but this is just truly what I was thinking and feeling, um, you know, the past couple of weeks. And then finally last week, you know, I was just really feeling down because the negative comments and we weren't really growing and, uh, felt like we've plateaued already. <laughs> and yeah, there was just all of these things that kind of were adding up. And then finally on Friday, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and mentioned what it is, one of the things we're struggling with here at Humane Nation on our Instagram story. So I did. And I was blown away by the outpouring of support from some of our sanctuary friends to some of our new followers. And I just couldn't believe it. I was so amazed and felt so honored. And you guys were supporting us and liking our content and commenting, um, you know, Friday was a really, really tough day for me. I mentioned this on my Instagram story on Saturday, but it was really difficult because my husband and I had to say goodbye to our, our Wilbur, our rabbit. And, um, that was really, really challenging because obviously, you know, we love him and saying goodbye It really is painful, and I'm sure many of you know this, but it was just a really dark day for me. And seeing how you guys just showed us so much love and kindness and support, I realized this is my community. You guys are my community. Humane Nation aids this community and the animals that we all love so deeply. Sure, what we do is different than the work that sanctuaries or rescues do, but We're still part of this larger picture. And if you're an animal lover and maybe struggling to figure out where it is that you fit into the big picture of animal welfare and animal rights, this is the episode for you, because I truly believe that everyone has something to offer. You have your own unique interests and your own unique skill set, and you belong here there's room for everybody and i think that's what i'm i'm trying to get to is that there's room for everybody and what you're good at or what you're interested in can be used to help benefit animals and this mission that we have which is to provide a safer and more humane world for them because they deserve it they're living beings they have their own individual personalities and they feel pain they feel emotions Um, I think this, that's just overall what we're all hoping to accomplish, right? So there's room for you here. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the different ways that maybe your talents or your skills can be used, especially if, you know, they're not as clear cut. I think the best way to go about this is just to break it down into categories. So I want to start with those who may be more interested in The arts or have a more creative side that they love or are very skilled in and want to use that to help animals and to help this community. The good news is, is that there is plenty that you can do if you have any sort of artistic skill. (laughs) Um, Personally, I cannot draw to save my life. I've mentioned that in a previous episode. (laughs) It doesn't just mean drawing. If you are skilled at sewing and can sew blankets for shelter animals, or if you're skilled at crafting and can craft some amazing gifts that could be used during an art fair that a shelter provides or that a shelter hosts, you know, those are things that can be beneficial, not only for the organizations, but also benefiting the animals themselves. If you have a gift when it comes to graphic design work, that in itself could be super beneficial. There are organizations that might struggle with creating eye catching logos or attention drawing uh, merchandise when it comes to fundraisers. You know, these are things that will directly impact animals by helping the organizations they're a part of. If you love baking, that can be used as well. I mean, between making dog treats to hosting a bake sale and raising funds to help your favorite nonprofit rescue rescuer, sanctuary, shelter, whatever it is that has spoken to you, you know, that, that again is a great way to use your interests and skills. A great example of somebody who has, you know, the skill of the arts and is using it to help this overall mission is Cindy from V-Gang Crochet. Now, if you're not following her account, V-Gang Crochet, I highly recommend you do because seeing the things that she crochets is just so cute and so amazing. But 100% of the proceeds that she makes, that she raises, goes to animal sanctuaries. And I think that is so neat. So thank you, Cindy, just a little shout out to you. Go follow Vegan Crochet and see what she's up to. Obviously, there's more we could talk about in regards to what you can do with different artistic abilities, but let's move into technological abilities. Now, this is something that I personally lack, but there are people out there that just have such a talent when it comes to technology and all that comes with that. I think that there are several big ways that you could help an organization when it comes to technology. And specifically what I have in mind is website design. This is kind of a big one. If you have any sort of skill in WordPress or Wix or any of the other websites that people tend to use, you know, helping an organization maintain their website is a major help. You know, this could include helping a rescue or shelter maintain their website by Updating their adoptable pet page, which could also include their pet finder page. When people are on pet finder and they see, oh, wow, this looks like a really interesting dog or a really interesting cat. And they go in to read the description and there's nothing there. You know, now the pet may be at the shelter even longer because no one knows what that particular animal is like. So helping the organization keep up with things like that, their website, their pet finder is a major help and it helps the animals have more exposure and also helps people know, okay, this organization actually stays up to date. I know I can trust them by regularly looking at their website to see if they have any new adoptable animals. You know, personally, this is something that I find very time consuming is coming up with content to put on social media and also creating that content. But if you have a skill when it comes to social media or you enjoy that aspect of it, that might be a great way to dedicate your time for an organization so that more people see them and by extension, see the animals that once again are part of their organization. I think just when it comes to technology, Helping with exposure is major because if people don't know that they first off exist, then they can't learn about their mission, which means that they won't ever learn about the issues that organization is fighting for. And in return, no progress is made. So exposure, I think, is really key when you're helping in this sort of technology area. But let's move on for people who... But let's move on to people who may want to really work with their hands. And I'm not trying to say that the previous ideas weren't anything to do with your hands, but I think you guys know what I mean. Some people just want to have hands-on care with animals, or maybe use their hands to build things for animals. For example, back when my husband and I helped with Fauna Animal Sanctuary, when There was several groups, um, Foreverland Farm, Little Wood Sanctuary, Chubby Goat Acres. They all teamed up to help Fauna. My husband and I went over that weekend and there was this one guy, Kyle, which shout out to you, Kyle, because you're awesome. He and his mom helped build this beautiful coop for the ducks to, to sleep in so that they'd be safe. And it was amazing. I mean, that is definitely a skill that is so needed and was so appreciated um, because I certainly couldn't do that. And I know some others maybe there didn't feel comfortable doing that kind of work, but it was so amazing to see. And then also to see the ducks actually be able to use it, you know? So being able to go into a sanctuary and ask, Hey, is there any sort of structure that you need built? You know? having that ability is so useful or for people who want to actually care for animals. I mean, you can volunteer at a shelter or at a sanctuary. You can volunteer at a rescue. You can foster. You probably hear about volunteers all the time, but it doesn't mean that they're any less important. Oh my goodness. Volunteers are so useful and so needed. And I guarantee you you will be welcomed with open arms because, I mean, organizations need help. Over the weekend, we were picking up some treats for our dog. And while we were there at the store, we saw a local animal rescue there. And they had some adoptable cats and kittens. And And the organization is, is strictly foster-based, foster and volunteer-based. And I said, like, you know, we might be interested in starting to foster soon. And they were like, yes, please, like we need fosters. It's, it's a need. And I think that people in general think, well, we can never have too many. So if you have a local sanctuary, a local shelter, a local rescue, please reach out and see if they need help because if you want to work hands-on directly with the animals, Or if you're somebody who is more interested in the education aspect of animal welfare and animal rights, you know, creating your own platform to where you can talk about these issues is so important, whether that be through a blog or a podcast or making your own flyers or brochures. These are all ways that people can learn about just all the things that animals are facing. If you're somebody interested in policy and law, you know, you are needed too. You know, without policy change, it just really slows down this mission that we all have. It's a really big piece to the animal welfare, animal rights puzzle. So if you have an interest or talent when it comes to conveying these issues to lawmakers, you know, that's really big. Or if you're working with a larger organization and they need people to call supporters about a bill, you know, that is big and that's equally as important. But you know, if you've been listening to this episode and thinking to yourself, yeah, that's great, but I actually want to do something that's outside of my skill set, then that's awesome because just because you may not have those skills now doesn't mean that you can't obtain them. You know, thankfully, as humans, we're pretty adaptable and we have the ability to learn new things and gain new talents. So if you see someone or an organization that is doing what you're wanting to do, contact them and see like, hey, what are some skills that I would need to do something like this? Or maybe start practicing to get those skills up. You know, this is just so cool to see what everyone has to offer. Because there is so much. You know, bottom line from what I was saying earlier is that there is room for everybody. There's room for all sorts of skills. There's room for all sorts of talents. Each of us brings something unique to the table. And we all do it slightly differently, which I think is so cool. And, you know, I'm sure there's even more things that I haven't even touched on when it comes to just all of the ways that you can help. Um, something that popped into my head earlier, which I forgot to mention was if you have a love and passion for photography, you know, offering your service to a shelter or rescue and take pictures of the adoptable animals, because sometimes that's the first impression somebody gets of an animal is what their picture looks like. There's just so many pieces to this big overall puzzle and Seeing how people use their interests or use, I know I keep saying skills a lot, I'm sorry, but using their skills to benefit animals is just so neat and so cool. So don't feel like that you have nothing to offer because you do. So don't feel disappointed if what you're interested in isn't as clear cut because you are needed. You add value to this overall this overall goal we have and there's a place for you here so i hope this shed just a little bit of light on just all of the moving parts that help make this community work and i hope that you'll find your place here too i hope you guys found this episode useful and maybe even hopefully gave you some ideas about ways that you can help animals and this effort One quick housekeeping item, if you have reached out to us and are waiting for a response via email, um, please check your spam boxes because apparently some of our emails will go to people's spam. Um, (laughs) So just want to let you know that if you're waiting for us to respond back, please check your spam. As always, you know that we love to highlight your foster pets and your adopted pets by sharing their stories right here on our podcast. You can do that by going to our website at thehumaneation.com and fill out the form called Feature Your Pet. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.